Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient, and powerful for the kingdom of God. Hi, I'm Paul Maxwell, content lead at Tively, and today we're going to talk about how to market your small church. Let's get real about how to market your small church, okay? Leveraging your marketing team, if you're a small church, is very straightforward, okay? Your marketing team's name is Steve. Also, your name is Steve, right? Steve is you. You are the marketing team, right? You read all these blogs about how to leverage your 10-person church marketing team and your communication specialist who's getting a full-time 401k out, right? That That's not happening in your church, right? You're not hiring Christopher Nolan to create your new sermon series, promo videos, right? Heck, you probably couldn't even hire Bill Murray for a cameo, right? Yeah, like, like when you talk, you're talking about whatever you can get on the internet, whatever you can do creatively, that's what's happening, right? If you can find room... For any of these things that we're about to talk about in the budget, you, you might be able to subscribe to, you know, one or two services that enable you to take aim at marketing your church really well. But I am actually going to give you a little bit of good news here because there, there's a lot of good news for small churches who want to market their church as well. You can still implement a highly effective marketing strategy that gets you new visitors, higher quality engagement, and more brand professionalism that's not going to cost you, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars a month. As of today, you can accomplish 90% of like what a big budget church can accomplish with a shoestring budget. You can. And quite honestly, a lot of the big churches that and the way they use their budgets, they're really wasted on vanity deliverables that see a very low return on investment or ROI. Okay, The difficult part for you as a small church is discerning what's worth your efforts, what's worth your money, and how to leverage your small resources best to help your church grow and mature and thrive. Okay, so in this video, we're going to do a, a deep dive into nine tips to market your small church like a pro. All right. Now, the first one is usually the hardest thing to overcome for a lot of pastors. And that is number one, learn to like marketing. Now, I, I understand marketing can feel really sleazy, right? This is, this, is, this is when I talk to pastors, this is the biggest obstacle for most of them, right? And it, it, it's important for us to actually to distinguish between two kinds of Two kinds of small churches, right? One is like the old churches with older pastors. Two is like church plants that are small because they're young. Now, the first kind of small church is simply seeking to stay relevant enough to its geographically specific demographic, right? Like our town, not to be outperformed by some cooler church down the road. The second kind of small church is setting high goals for growth, needs to build a building in the near future, has its aim set on becoming a high quality, high growth church. If you're the pastor of the first kind of church, then you need to learn to stop being embarrassed by marketing. Now, a lot of older pastors, they don't they don't like marketing because they're worried they'll be seen as kind of like the church version of like a used car salesman. Right. And, and the, the fact is nothing could actually be further from the truth. It's very possible to do. Uh, marketing the wrong way by adopting uh, all the shallow optics of marketing and none of the actual substance, which we're actually going to talk about a little bit. But good marketing is something, uh, you know, good marketing is really about knowing your audience. That's what good marketing is. Spending your time and resources in the right place, crafting an excellent communication plan with measurable and realistic goals for engagement and growth tailored to an audience you understand, people you get. Now, if you are the pastor of the second kind of church, right, that younger kind of church planner, you're likely already realize the power and necessity of becoming a marketer in your early phase of church planning. 
Your first goal should be gaining market share in your community, evangelism, reaching out, meeting needs in the community, connecting, networking, you know, looking professional enough that people are actually intrigued by your church, actually want to visit your church, right? You actually kind of look legit, right? That's, that's a big part of it, right? But what's, what's the actual takeaway of this? Small churches, old, old small churches and new small churches alike need to start liking marketing if they are going to either number one, survive, or number two, thrive. Marketing is that connection point between a church's goals for relevance and growth and those goals becoming a reality, okay? Marketing is what makes those two things come together, okay? So don't be shy about marketing. Throw yourself into it. Like you, Almost let yourself have fun doing it, right? Because if you don't, then it's going to be misery. And you're like, oh, I hate the marketing side of it, right? Learn the trade, right? Become an expert. Become a marketer. Learn the lingo. Learn the language. Learn the tools. There's a reason that marketing is a growing industry. It actually works. Go to any successful company. They have marketers on staff. There's a reason for that, right? If small churches had to choose one business skill to achieve their relevant goals for growth and sustainability, they should choose marketing, right? Thankfully, they don't have to choose, right? So there, you can have a lot of skills you bring to the table. But People, here, here's the real fact of it. People respect good marketing. People are attracted to good marketing. Good marketing makes people want to show up places. People want, people want and look for good marketing because that's actually what marketing is. Even for small churches, this principle holds, holds true, again, for those small, older small churches and those newer small churches. Learn to like marketing. Number two, Become a full stack marketer. I, I understand that's a weird term. What's a full stack marketer? Okay. So there's a way of talking in this software development, like the coding world, that refers to back end, front end, and full stack developers. Okay. Back end developers write the kind of code that, like, you see in the matrix, right? Uh, front end developers design all the pretty bells and whistles that people actually see. Full stack developers are those who can do a little bit of both, it, enough to do it all, even if not as deeply as well as everybody else, right? In marketing, we can speak the same way, right? A full stack marketer is someone who can build a marketing strategy, write copy that converts web visitors into physical first-time visitors, and do enough design work to pass as semi-professional when someone sees your websites, signs, and literature. They know how to live stream, they know how to post those videos to YouTube, they know how to create uh, uh, social media videos from those videos. So whether you're a solo team or you have the budget to outsource tasks here and there, knowing how to do everything a little bit is better than diving deep into one uh, at the neglect of the others, okay? So know enough to know what you don't know, right? Know enough to know what you don't know so that you can strategically partner with professionals to make it look like your church has an entire communications team, right? And again, you can do that on that shoestring budget. Number three, create a brand guide. Now, a brand guide should include the following elements, a brand guide for your church, okay? Number one, you should have a mission statement under 140 characters, a mission statement that you can tweet, all right? Your core values, it should also have your core values. You should have your color palette, no more than three colors. You should have your logo and how it should appear in multiple contexts. It should have your header one font, your header two font, and your body font. It should have key words that express the heart of your church culture that you want your leaders and people to sort of imbibe in their persons when they talk about your church. Now, it's possible to go into depth more deeply with a brand guide, but it's ideal to set up your one-page brand guide to direct all your marketing efforts first. Then, if necessary, you can add, specify, extrapolate, and change as needed. The fundamental purpose of creating a brand guide is that you want to create a consistent, 
unified brand experience for your church. Now, everything you're, that, that, that you print or that you post should look like it all fits together. Everything you say should make sense based on the values that you write down in your brand guide. Every, every program you create or that you perform or that you put on, whether it's a kid's program or an adult Sunday school, should make sense based on your goals. Digital and print should align. Sermon notes and on-screen graphics should align. It should all look like part of the same ecosystem of a church's mission. Now, sermon messaging and Sunday school messaging should also align, right? But you can't do all that if you don't know where you're starting first, which is where the brand guide comes in, right? Potluck, accounting, discipleship, evangelism should all dovetail into one, you know, each into each other in color, font, messaging, values, and keywords. So in your brand guide, which should be exportable as a single PDF document, you want to store and package all the original files of your digital assets. So if you have any Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, PNG, SVG files, those should all be stored, zipped, and saved as the same file in multiple cloud locations, both for security and for reference when training new staff or onboarding you know, a new communications team volunteer, for example. Number four, reach out to your community. So, right, huh, thank, thanks, Paul. Reach out to my community, got it, right? <laughs> That's what you come here for, the deep wisdom you wouldn't have thought of elsewhere, right? This is the face-to-face -face element of marketing. I'm gonna try to make this point a little bit deeper than it actually is, right? Everybody wants to know the pastor. That's what I'm talking about, okay? As a pastor, your invitation to have somebody visit your church is worth more, more than anybody else's invitation. It, it just is. You are a more powerful force for creating new visitors than anyone else. Now, your personal touch will add a lot to a prospective visitor. It could make the difference between that visitor coming back or not. You should be out and about in your local town, in your local city, meeting and inviting every single person you meet so that even when, you're, when your members invite their friends, they say, oh yeah, right, Pastor Dave. Oh yeah, oh, I've seen Pastor Dave around, right? You want to be that guy. You want to be known. People understand that you can't be best friends with everybody, but the personal touch from the person in charge means something significant. Your time is valuable and people know that. People know that. It costs you nothing to spend 15 minutes listening to someone's story so that you have that relational credibility to invite them to church. That doesn't even come out of your budget, okay? Now, of course, it's important to have a funnel in place so that when they do visit your church, there's like a clear and easy on-ramp to become involved in your community as a member. Nevertheless, your personal efforts at invitation and evangelism, networking with business owners, making yourself a known generous quantity in your local community, will be a critical, critical component of your church's marketing success. Number five, run digital ads. This, this takes a lot of pastors a little bit out of their comfort zone, but that's okay. That's kind of what being a pastor is about, right? Churches often overlook digital ads because they kind of think they don't work or it's a little complicated. How do I use it? That seems like a wasted 25, 50 bucks, right? If, if you do it the right way, nothing could be further from the truth. The most effective audience for a church's digital ads are, drum roll, people who just moved to your area, okay? They are, as marketers say, bottom of the funnel. This means that they are alone, looking for community, and ripe to become plugged in with your community. They are high value, high conversion audience that will have a high yield for digital ads. So what's great about digital ads is that you can optimize them for people who are moving. Right. And Google, if you run a Google ad, they'll actually help you to do that. 
And you can't do that with like a billboard ad, right? Whoever sees it just sees it, right? You can't do that with a newspaper ad, right? I mean, I guess it is a little bit. It's just people who read newspapers, which is an audience in itself, I suppose. But he who is strong with digital ads will have great fortune in church growth. That's that's my fortune cookie for you. Okay, that and that's that. That's either from a, a book of proverbs or a fortune, or a fortune cookie. I, I, I imagine I, I can't totally forget or I, I forget. But uh, uh, number six, don't try to play a big church game with a small church budget. A lot of churches fall into this trap, right? They're small. They might even go into debt trying to look like a bigger church, right? Like a keeping up with the Joneses situation. Don't spend money on equipment that will only become a liability. Invest in a few assets that you can leverage to achieve a stripped down excellence. Okay, a stripped down excellence. If you have a church in your town that's like the Rolling Stones of churches, you can still achieve significant growth. You you actually can. Common costs with very low ROI, very low return on investment that eat up a small church's budget are... For example, super fancy website that requires lots of maintenance, over-the-top audio and video production equipment, and honestly, you can get a great setup that live streams really easily for less than 500 bucks, uh, advanced marketing subscriptions and softwares that don't really add much value to the overall quality of your production. Instead, you should be focusing on other things, other tools of the assets. For example, Tidely CHMS allows you to own all of your uh, subscription contacts. Number two is a digital asset subscription like Envato Elements. Number three is like an Adobe Creative Cloud subscription so that you can actually create the raw files of your digital assets. And number four is like a shoestring video audio setup, okay? To build your communications team, go to local universities who have Christian clubs like Crew or RUF or IVP and ask if any of their communication students are looking for internships. If you have the budget, you might even be able to get a high quality college junior or college senior looking to get early communications production experience. And and, and listen, they're looking for these kinds of things all the time. These student interns can be a great asset to you and can also help you to learn the ropes of communications to help you become a better full stack marketer for your small church. You can actually be learning from your interns, right? Which is, which is fantastic. And and if they're doing it for free, then that's a free education for you. Uh, Number seven, Remember that some people prefer small churches, okay? So don't always feel the pressure to feel insecure about the size of your church. Not every church has to feel like a megachurch. It just, it just doesn't. Not every church has to be the same. Sometimes feeling small is what people are there for. And changing a church culture through, vo- through growth can be a very delicate and fragile process, right? Double down on, the, on your strengths of what you have now. Don't be embarrassed by them, right? Make the experience about the community. That's something big churches struggle to do, okay? That's something that you can do, boom, plug and play, okay? Open up your sermon for a Q&A period at the end. Encourage community participation, mid-sermon amens, and you know all, all the other small qualities that enrich rather than diminish the smallness of your church. It can be inflected in a way that makes it more attractive that it's small, not less. Number eight, partner with your aging population. Don't disdain them, right? Oh man, I see this all the time in small churches. They're like, we want to grow. We want to be young. We've got so many old people. (laughs) These are your assets, okay? One major mistake small churches make is that out of insecurity, they double down on youth acquisition and neglect the things that its aging population loves, right? This is a mission critical error, okay? Okay, older people have maturity, wisdom, money, do not ostracize your donor base. <laughs> that is like big mistake 101. Do not do it. 
Do everything you can to nurture your relationships with the older population in your small church. Help them continue to feel at home at your church and help them understand the importance of reaching youth and young families to the mission of your church so that you actually create an alliance, a generational alliance between the older and younger populations in your church. Number nine, use scalable church technology. So some church technology works well for small churches, but becomes exponentially more expensive as the church grows, right? I won't name names, but make sure that whatever church technology you use for church giving, your church management system, your event registration, your church website, remain affordable even at scale. So if you gain, if you, if you tripled in size, you wouldn't be paying 30 times the cost or even three times the cost. A great option for churches of all sizes that doesn't become exponentially more expensive is Tithely. Tithely All Access, Tithely Church Management System helps with text marketing, member management, email marketing, worship planning, event registration, fundraising, giving, and a mobile app. All of it syncing together with a single member base, right? So remember, as a small church pastor, you have a, you have a lot on your back. I, I, I do understand that. So don't burden yourself with becoming the world's best marketer. And at the same time, recognize that as a small church pastor, marketing ultimately does fall on your plate, either to execute directly or to delegate partially. But either way, you need to find a way to market your small church well so that you can attract new visitors, grow those new visitors into members, and mature your church's discipleship and resources together. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.